Hey, you're listening to the Abide Podcast. To find out more about Abide, go to AbideChurchFL.com and enjoy today's message. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is my birthday today. Yeah, isn't that awesome? It's so awesome. It really is. It really is. Hey, man, well, I feel like I have a word for you. It's crazy. Um, Gio texted me that, and, um, and I don't know if you texted me or said it, but either, either way, I was remembering back to Wednesday night, and I was up here with Covington, and I was sitting right there. We were playing, and I heard the, we were like kind of in this moment of in-between, like the Selah moment, and I, and I heard the Lord, what I thought was the Lord say, I want you to begin to prophesy about the things that they're looking at and sing about the things they're looking at, about how they need to have pure vision, about how like some of the things that we're, we're staring at constantly, we're feeding ourselves, are actually manipulating and like and, and, and perverting our vision. And he was giving me this, this song, if you, I, I'm sure you, all of you know it, Be Careful Little Eyes what you see. And so I literally lean my lips up to the mic and then Cub starts to sing something different. And so I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I guess that's not for right now. That usually when that happens, I just kind of like move on and maybe it's for later. Maybe I've missed it, whatever. And so I just kind of, I never released it, never released it that night. And then Gio texts me, said, Hey, I feel like you have a word for purity. And immediately that song, that moment came back to my mind. And I was like, Lord, you're preparing my heart for this moment. So I really feel this morning like there is a word for you. And I'm going to be honest, this is going to be a word that you're going to have to chew on. And this might be something that might hurt your feelings a little bit. I'm going to, I'm, let's just be transparent. Like, and sometimes for myself, when I get offended, it's my, I've learned that it's my signal that like the offense in my heart is literally the fence that I have to hop over to get into breakthrough. Does that make sense? Like, so like, Number one, offense never comes from Jesus. You understand this? Offense never comes from the Lord. So if you're offended, check your heart. Like if something like, it's like, why did he say that? I don't like that. Ask Holy Spirit. And we're going to have a moment for that today. But man, I really feel burning like, and, I, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deliver this with as much grace and love as I can. No, I love you guys. But it's going to be good. So hey, um, yeah, we were really sad that Chris Garcia couldn't come this week. And man, it's. It stinks when you have somebody like, uh, like Miss Nancy um, pass away. And like, I was just thinking about her and all the stuff going on in the world right now. And the world is in a really crazy place. Yeah? Like, it's really crazy out there. Like, Gio and I have had conversations recently about like, like do you th- what do you think is going to happen? Like, what is 2021 going to look like? And I feel like in this moment, it's really important for us to know exactly what the Lord is saying and to know what he's not saying. Sometimes it's equally important to know what he is not saying as is, is, is what he is. And right now, if I can be honest, I feel like there's a lot of Christians out there, myself included. I throw myself into this category that I, would, I will say things that he is not saying. I will get into arguments, into fights, into thought mentalities and, and, and throw scripture in there. And he says, I was never in that fight. I don't know why you're standing there. And 
the problem is this. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but the problem is leaven. The problem is what leaven, like, are you, are you eating from? Like, what, what has infected you? Jesus talks to the disciples. He says, beware of the leaven of Herod and the Pharisees. He's talking about a heart posture. He's talking about a thought process. Like, what are you thinking from? Where is your head at right now? This is what I want every person to, as I'm speaking this morning, to be examining, myself included. Like, where is my head at right now in, the, in this time of the world? Like, where is my heart at? Where am I operating from? Am I operating from kingdom principles or am I operating as an American who's upset? Those are two different things. Did you know Jesus was never white and he wasn't American? Did you know that Jesus is the Messiah, not America? I feel like some people want America to be the Messiah. Did you know that if, like next year, if China took over America, he would still be king? Did you know this? Did you know that doesn't mention America in the Bible? Did you know this? Like, he's still king. <laughs> Where's your heart at? Why are we so worried? Why are we so upset? Jesus is calling better answer. Man, I feel like we really need to know what he's saying right now. We really need to know what he's saying. And, and we really, really be careful about how we use scripture or biblical principles. When I was thinking about this, the, 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 the person that came to my mind who used biblical principles outside of their context, Jesus met that person in the desert. And God forbid that I would be like that. That I would use scripture to my own will and twist it and manipulate it. Because the leaven in my heart is of the world. And I'm literally operating from... <laughs> the world's rules of operation are different than kingdom, like, kingdom rules. You understand this? Like, <clears throat> I'm getting ahead, but uh, let, me, let, me, let me keep going. All right, so I, I, I want to... I wanna... <laughs> I don't want to go too far. Uh, hey, like, <laughs> I, like I said, I was talking to Gio, and I, I was really just questioning, like, and I was, I wouldn't say I was scared. I was really confused, and I was asking him, I mean, like, I don't know what's, like, the world looks crazy. Like, do you ever think it'll go back to normal? Um, and, <laughs> and like, I don't know, and, 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 and my heart was really confused and worried a little bit, and just kind of like, down and then the Lord had to start to this the Lord started to speak to me about where I was like my heart was and where I was thinking from and the reason this is not super polished is because this is happening in my heart right now this is something that I'm wrestling with right now and part of the thing was is like what am I feeding myself and I had to get off Facebook man if anybody in this room if you struggle with anxiety depression or like whatever get off Facebook it'll do wonders for you I'm, and I'm not, I'm not even being silly. I'm being serious. Like maybe a week of a, like a Facebook fast would be great for some of us. Because the problem is in this dark world, especially when you get on something like Facebook or Instagram, and, and I, I'm sure everybody understands what I'm saying here, you feel this need to respond. Like there is this urge to respond and rarely is it ever in response in love. It's like, I can't stand how I have to wear masks all the time. Like I was that person. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, cause I, I'm preaching to myself here before we moved over here. We were, 
living in a place where masks were not mandatory. And I would brag, like, I'm going to get through Rona without ever wearing a mask. Because, like, I just didn't want to do it. I was prideful, whatever. I thought they were silly. And then the Lord moves me to a place where literally you have to wear masks in Walmart. And he's, like, laughing at me. Like, because yeah. I was going to try to go the whole time without ever wearing a mask. And it just didn't work. Um, and <laughs> the problem is, like, I, I would want to I'd be on Facebook and I, I would feel this urge to respond. And every single time this urge would come up, the Lord said, he would say to me, he says, is that what you're saying or what I'm saying? He's like, how are you going to respond to that person who's in those little comment battles? We've all seen him like, is that how I want to respond or how you want to respond? I was like, Lord, did you read what I wrote? Like, it looks pretty good. Like, are you sure? Like, it's, my rationale is solid. He said, is that what you're saying or what I'm saying? And every time I'd have to delete it. And I've been on Facebook for two weeks. It's been great. And, like, I would get back on the last couple of days because we're, like, you know, on Facebook Marketplace. And I kind of browse over to my page. And I would just feel weightiness in my heart. I would feel my heart begin to shift to, like, this world system responding like the world, thinking like the world. And the Lord's asking me, like, is that the way that I think or the way the world thinks? And he's asking us this morning, I really feel this, like, the world's getting dark, but light shines brightest in the darkest of the nights. Come on, like, I was sitting with Gio, this is the this is the thing he did. He, like, I'm, I was sitting with Gio, I was talking to him about how just crazy it was and, and how dark it is. And a couple of days later, I was spending time with the Lord, and I was just asking him, like, Lord, what's going on? And he dropped this, like, revelation in my mind, and it completely transformed the way I'm thinking about this. This is not dark times. This is the harvest. This is the harvest. Every single person in here has family, friends, or coworkers who are scared, confused, hurt, nervous. They don't know what 2021 looks like, much less next week. Like, this is the harvest. This is prime time. Where is the church at? We're arguing about masks, and we're, we got conspiracy theories out the wazoo. Like, in the time where they should be seeing that Jesus is still king, that he still sits on the throne, he still heals and saves, where are we at? It's time for a heart check. Literally, I, the Lord revealed this to me after Gio asked me to preach that we have literally drank like the Kool-Aid of the world and we are brainwashed. Wake up, church. Like he showed me the harvest. The fields are white, like and the workers are few. Like, where are we at? Where are we at? We're getting distracted. You see, the enemy doesn't have to like take you down in some demonic showdown where you die. All he has to do is divert your eyes. The Bible says the eyes are the window of the soul. Like if your eyes are not fixed on the Lord, golly, come on. Like our, <laughs> I just feel like the church is asleep right now. I feel like we're asleep and I feel like it's time for us to wake up. You're like, well, if he's not saying that, then what is he saying? I'll tell you this. He's not saying he don't. Jesus doesn't care that you have to wear a mask when you go into Walmart. Did you know that? He really doesn't. You know how I know? Because one day 
This guy walks up to Jesus and he's going to try to trick him. Great idea. He walks up to the Lord and he says, and if you think America is corrupt, which it is, no, like, do you think the forefathers weren't corrupt? Come on, America's always been corrupt. Every government from the sense of the dawn of history has been corrupt. Like, newsflash, like, welcome to the party. Um, so it didn't just start now. But Jesus was, Jesus entered himself into history in one of the most corrupt, like, despicable governments of all time. They literally would capture people and then make them slaves. Like, that's not happening to us, so we can cool off a little bit. And so, like, the Roman government was so, I don't have time to go into it, but this guy walks up to Jesus, and he has a coin. He says, Jesus, like, should we pay taxes? And man, isn't that just like the world right now? Because in this moment, in the, he's outside, okay, in, the, in this, this question moment, there are Pharisees over here and Jews over here, and there's Roman soldiers over here. No matter what he says, the man knows Jesus can't win. Man, that does not sound like Facebook. No matter what you say, you can't win. And that's what happens when you think from the world's standards. When you, when you think like the world, this is the things they're trying to trap you in. But his ways are higher than our ways. And he has wisdom that we know not of. And so Jesus looks at it. He says, give me the coin. You all know the story. He says, give me the coin. And he says, whose face is on this? He's like, Caesar's face. Jesus is like, this is easy. Render to Caesar what is Caesar's and render to God what is God's. You know what he's saying? He says, you're thinking too small. You're over here worried about masks. I'm up here trying to set a kingdom up. Like you're worried about your rights. You don't have any rights. When you became saved, you died to your sin. You became a slave to his righteousness. You don't have rights. The problem is some of the Christians consider themselves a United States of America citizen before a citizen of heaven. I am not a citizen of the United States. I'm a citizen of heaven who just happens to live here. So I have to apply by a different set of standards. And if I look at those standards, it says this. It says, to prefer another over yourself. And so when I would walk into Walmart, and I'm just being completely transparent. When I would see people with masks on, and I would, I would think it was silly or whatever, I was selfish. I was selfish. I was selfish for not to put one on because they're scared, they're hurt, they don't, they're confused. And if I can alleviate just a little bit of that by putting a stinking mask on, then I'm going to do it. The problem is there's pride in my heart. And he needed to pull it out like a weed, Stephen. He had to because the axe is laid at the foot of the tree. Maybe this is what you meant by intense. <laughs> I felt this. I, I can't, I'm not like Gio. I have to practice my sermons. And I was in the kids' church room last night because, newsflash, we live here. Um, and, and I was screaming at the stuffed animals. They all repented. <sighs> when you understand that you're a citizen of heaven, you understand that everything is different. Like, it's just different. Not only... Yes, do we live by faith, and I don't have to be afraid of, I'm not afraid of corona. You can't scare me with Jesus. Like, you just can't. Nancy's up there in paradise right now. You can't scare me with that. But also, I will always lay my life down for another. This is the greatest form of love. And if I have to wear a mask, be a little inconvenienced, I'm going to do it. going to do it every time.
off. I don't know where I'm at. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like the Lord is calling us to open our eyes. And there's people like in your life right now who really need some hope. And they really need some love. They really need to see that there's still hope for tomorrow and that Jesus is still king. And even if they don't know him like that, they need to see that you have hope in your eyes. And you're like, well, if Jesus isn't saying that, if he's not saying to argue about masks or say how the government is corrupt, what is he saying? He's saying what he said forever. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. For your light has come. Do you know why when you arise and shine, when the light has come that you shine? It's because your face shines because you're staring in the person who radiates light. You're like Moses walking off the mountain. You've had an encounter with him because you're looking at him rather than Facebook and you shine. Man, I feel this so strongly that if we can like position ourselves on our knees instead of in front of a keyboard, like we would actually shine when we walked into Walmart. And it wouldn't be hindered by a mask because our eyes would be flaming with fire because we sat in his presence. Man, I just really feel like the enemy has allowed, like the, the, he, he has intentionally distracted us. And the Lord revealed this to me last night so strongly that like, this is prime time. I really like, ev- think about this. Every single person in here knows somebody who is scared out of their mind right now. What better time for Jesus to walk in the room? Like most of you came to Jesus in a season of your life where you didn't know what was going on, right? The entire world is like that right now. What would happen if a church, what would happen if this church caught a hold of that and then realized that every scared person in Walmart is an opportunity? The problem is we just got to get out of our own way selfishness pride has to die on our own hearts we have to be able to see the person beyond what junk we have going on ourselves we have to be so missional minded that like people's hurts affect us rather than we just getting annoyed because they're being crazy I read this book, um, and it challenged me. I would cry while I would read it. It was the first thousand years of the church, um, and it was a hard read. <laughs> it was like a textbook, but it was really good. And I remember this story. I'll never forget it. And the Lord always reminds me when I become prideful and selfish of the story. About 150 years after Jesus left the earth, um, I think it was Nero or one of the Roman um, emperors was, was ruling and he hated Christianity. And in that day, what they would do is they would find Christians. They would make they would they would put them on their knees and and they would um, ask them if they, if they believed in Jesus. And the vast majority of them would say yes, knowing that meant going to the Colosseum. And they would take you and they rip you away from your family and they put you in prison. And uh, one day they, they, they heard about this woman in her 20s. She had a small kid, like a toddler. 
And they went to her house and asked her, and she, with a smile, it says, said, yes, I know Jesus. And so they took her. And for whatever reason, maybe in an act of like pity or, 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 or because she's a woman, they decided to behead her instead of to throw her in the Colosseum with the lions and bears. That was this emperor's like favorite thing to do was to throw Christians in this Colosseum and watch them be ripped apart by lions and tigers. When she heard the news that they decided to behead her, instead of throwing her in the Colosseum, she began to cry. And she called out to the guards, and when they came to her cell, she says, please, please don't rob me of the opportunity to suffer for my Jesus. And I was reading that when I was um, <laughs> working on my house, and I started to cry, because this is my heritage. These are the people that came before me in this faith. And I'm going to be honest, my faith doesn't look like that sometimes. Sometimes I'm so selfish and self-centered that, like, I'm not wanting to suffer for anything. And the Lord is asking us this morning, like, will you lay down pride? And will you suffer not only for Jesus, but so that the world can see that you're rising and shining? Can we stand? Um, can I have like Lance come on the keys? I want to do something and then we may have some prayer and stuff afterwards, but I just want everybody to, I want us to take like a couple minutes, two or three minutes. I want us to close our eyes. And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, like, Holy Spirit, is there pride in my heart? Is there something in my heart that doesn't belong? Have I been drinking, have I been partaking of the leaven of the world? And I know he's good and he's going to speak. And this is a moment between you and him. We're not going to have ministry team come around because the ministry team needs this too. And so we're going to, I'm just going to allow you and myself included some time to speak with the Lord. I don't know if it was in practice or whenever, but Destiny was talking about Today, the Lord is calling us to repentance. And I feel that. Revelation always leads to repentance for the old man. So now that your eyes have been opened, that they feel it is white, it's time for us to step into repentance and turn from our wicked ways and to follow him. So just do that now. Holy Spirit, in my heart, Remove anything that doesn't belong. Show me pride. Jesus, show me pride, God. Magnify love. Multiply it in my heart, God. Help me prefer another over myself. 
Just take a moment right now. Just you and him. identifying things in hearts and, and I, but I feel this I feel like with some of us there's this fear like if I let go of that that I don't know what I'm going to do or like that's become so much a part of me I don't know how to turn from that and the Lord's saying two words trust me trust me just trust me yeah God just release grace right now release grace opportunities. I felt him say this last night. He said it's, 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 it's really easy right now. It's easy to bring people into the kingdom. People just aren't doing it because they're so distracted with other things. Right now, in this moment, in this season of history, it's easy. It's like the 3,000 added after Acts 2. You're like, how does it look? How's that going to happen? It's just like this. You're at work. And your coworker comes up and like, man, it's crazy. Yeah, it is, man. It is crazy out there. I don't know if I'm gonna have a job next year. Whatever. Yeah, man, I don't know either. I was I was afraid about that too. But then just last night I I prayed and peace came over me. Really? You just had peace about it. I did, man. I had peace. You can have it too. There it is. <laughs> There's your open door. Super easy. Everybody's constantly talking about how dark it is. The dark, the light always shines brightest in the darkness. Come on. The Lord's calling us to be, to be workers right now. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Just, just stay right here for a moment. I want to read something to you. This is the Bible, so this is good, right? You agree this is good? this is what it says. 1 John 2. I want to read this to you. Listen to this. Here's how we can be sure we've truly come to know God. How many of you want to truly know God? It's telling us how. If we keep his commands, period. It doesn't say, oh, it doesn't say, here's how we come to know God if you are Republican if you are Democrat. That's what the Lord is trying to kill right now. Some of you have issue with that. If we keep his commandments. If someone says, I have come to know God by experience, yet he doesn't keep God's commands, he is a phony and the truth finds no place in him. about your Bible, but my Bible says Jesus is the way, the truth. So, so catch this. 
I can say I know God by experience, but the person of truth can't find place in me and it might be because I'm full of something else. Maybe. But the love of God will be perfected within the one who obeys God's words. And I want to hop over to verse 15. It says this, do not set your affections of your heart on this world or in loving the things of the world. The love of the Father and the love of the world are incompatible. They cannot go together. Does God want you to have your things? I think he does. I think he wants you to be blessed. I think the issue is when your things have you. Does God want you to stand for justice? Yes, he does. But not at the sake of not loving people. Because the great commandment that he's called me to is to love. For all the world can offer us is this, the gratification of our flesh, which by the way is supposed to die. So what is it saying? The only thing the world can offer you is it's feeding something that you're supposed to die to. And the allurement of the things of the world and the obsession with status and importance. And none of these things come from the Father. And I just want us, because we're believing God. Listen, if you're in this building, we're trying to move you from a consumer to a contributor in the kingdom. That's, that's what we're trying to do. I don't want anything from you. I want something for you. And what I want for you is for you to die to the system of the world. Listen, the closer we get to November, the worse it's going to get. So let's just die now to that and let's obey the word of the Lord and let's allow ourselves to see through love. Because perfect love, it casts out fear. That's why we can say from the pulpit, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. And if you don't want to wear a mask, then God bless you. We love you. Because all we are here is one body of people pursuing a beautiful Jesus. And the more I see him, the more I'm transformed. Listen, in this moment, I said this last week, and I'm going to say it until we get it. These things that God is identifying in our hearts, some of us, we think we're woke. You're not woke, you're distracted. Your wokeness is not pleased, or, or it doesn't like, wow, she's woke. For some of you, that means they know what's really going on. She's not, in, she's not impressed by your wokeness. What he's looking for is humility. And so like in a moment like this, where we're about to say, hey, we're going to open up the altars, and I want you to check your heart, the one thing that's going to stop you from receiving from God what he has for you is pride and saying, I don't need that. And so I'm fully convinced in the last days when it says, you'll see the least of these will be exalted. It's because those that want to be seen and think themselves important are too prideful to, to, to kneel before the Lord. So God's going to look at that one person that's not super talented. And everybody looks at them and that's why the misfits. And he's going to say, oh, I choose you. Because you're not worried about what people think. You're going to stay a little bit longer. You're, gonna, you're, you're not going to worry about your pride and your ego. You're just going you to just lay before me. And those are the ones that God's going to lift up. And those are the ones that he's going to use. Because your talent and your giftings and all of your stuff you've learned without humility are worth nothing. 
does nothing but puff us up. So, so listen, we're going we're gonna to open up this time and it's not going to be Destiny singing a song because this is not about a song. You are not saved unto a song. You're saved unto a person. So I don't care if you got to go to that corner, this corner, or kneel down in your seat. I want to give you an opportunity to sit at his feet. And like David, search my heart, O God, and if there's anything within me, rip it out. Has anybody arrived yet? <laughs> so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn my happy behind around, and I'm going to kneel at this altar. And I'm going to ask God for me. For me. Because without him, I'm nothing. <laughs> Just nothing. He's everything. And I can't be something and him be everything. So, Father, I pray for every person here. And I ask, God, that you would become real to them. God, that the spirit of division and those things that are trying to rip us apart, that you would cover us that you would show us what, what true repentance looks like. I will never get tired of coming before you and saying, God, search me. Never, ever. So, Father, raise up a Jesus people that understand that they're not perfect, but they're willing to say, Jesus, touch my life.
super awkward, but um, I just felt led to share a testimony that happened with me this week. So excuse me if I get emotional. That's just what Jesus does to me. Um, so on Friday night, I got to preach with the youth. Usually it's choo-choo. He just does so good at it. So this Friday, I felt led to talk about being qualified and how God qualifies us and gave them so many testimonies and gave them some life lessons for them and like a takeaway for them for the week. And I was able to share this testimony with them that happened to me on Friday. So I'm gonna tell it in like two seconds because I know we're all ready to go. But um, God has like legitimately like rocked my world at work. Started from nothing, I have no degree. I chose to do other things. I have no certifications, I'm just me. I'm just low, you know what I mean? Like I low myself all the time. So as God began to like give me new uh, opportunities and new audiences, I would always be the first one to say, I'll do that. No one else wants to do it because they got degrees and you know, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. Praise God if you do. But I'm just saying like, I would always be like, I'll do that. No one wants to do the small stuff. No one wants to do the meeting minutes. Nobody ever wants to volunteer to lead a, a class or whatever. Like, that would always be me. I'd be like, I'll do it. Whatever you want me to do, God. So, like, he would give me the grace to do it, and I would do it. And um, make a long story short, like, God highlighted me to this, like, super high director. Like, she's super high in the bank. And um, I just make a lot, really long story short with that relationship. God just allowed that relationship to really extend into like being really personal, right? So she'll like ask me like, how are you doing at home? Like, how are you doing in your health? You know, like she really wants to know, like she really cares for me and I like feel that in our heart. And um, God has really opened the door. So like one day we we're having a one-on-one. -on -one. She's like, I really just wanna like guide you and mentor you and like, that's a God thing, right? <laughs> So I just open my heart to her and whatever God tells me to say, I say it. And one of the things she was like, well, what do you, what do you and your husband do like outside at home? And I was like, oh, we're youth pastors. And I, at first it's like so taboo. Like you don't talk about that stuff at work. You know, like this is corporate, you know, like you don't talk about that. And I was like, yeah, we're youth pastors. We just love it. You know, like I was telling her about that. And she was like, I knew it. I just knew it. You're just too positive and bubbly and you're always willing to do the, th the small things. Like I just knew there was something special about you. And I was like, wow, that made me feel really good. Like I was scared. I didn't know what to expect, you know? And then make, you know, months go on. And so Friday she goes, I have a one-on-one -on -one with her again. She goes, what are you doing this weekend? And I go, like of all the things that I said I do on the weekend, I was like, oh, I'm preaching on Friday night. And I was like, why did I say that? Like, you know, have you ever like said something and you're like, why did I do that? And I was like, okay, well, obviously the Holy Spirit wanted me to do it, right? So I said, I'm preaching on Friday night. She goes, what? She goes, if you don't mind me asking, like, what is your, like, true religion? Like, I don't know. There's so many out there. And I was like, you're right. There is. And I don't know what details about them all. Like, there's just so many. I was like, but I'm Christian. And she was like, well, if you don't mind me asking, like, what is that? And I was like, oh, my. I'm, I'm having this conversation. Like, I didn't finish Bible school. Jesus, what's up? Like, this is not me. Like, okay. So I, like, had to simplify it as much as possible. And I was like, I'm just going to treat her as if I was like talking to a kid. Like, I, I don't want to complicate this. It's not complicated. So I was like, I just believe Jesus died for me on the cross and he raised my sin. And like, he's the way for me to get to heaven. And like, I was like, what? I was literally like the emoji, like mind blown. I was like, God did that. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't do that. It was just me having a conversation. I was just like telling her about what she had to do next week. 
I become like her little like, uh, what they call those, like assistants or whatever. I'm like, this is what you gotta do, girl. I like set her up. Anyways, I just came up here to say like, there's nothing special about me, right? I just, I just put myself low and I said, I don't have things to offer, but what I do have, you can have, you know? So like this week, I just really encourage you guys. I know I encourage the youth, but like I encourage you guys as a body, like this week, like put yourself low. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what that looks like. Maybe taking out somebody's trash, I don't know. But like just go low and like allow God to use you and he'll use you in like the most random, crazy, like it's just gonna blow your mind if you just like live in that atmosphere. So like that's my prayer for this body. That's all I just wanna share. You know, um, I'm gonna have come to a course in a second and that's how we'll end. But I just wanna say, I think sometimes we overcomplicate what it looks like to follow Jesus. We had revivalists and they were like, well, how do we know how to navigate and what's the right or the wrong way? And I just told them, they were in my living room, I said, I just follow his peace. Anything that robs me of my peace that he gives me, I just don't got time for it. Because following Jesus is easy. It doesn't mean like this week was tough, you know what I mean? But I felt his presence comforting me, it's different. And when Pastor Tyler was talking about fighting battles he's not in, some of us were struggling with Christianity is because you're fighting battles he's not in. Like, like when Moses says, if you don't go, we don't go, you've gone. And you're on the other side of that. And that's hard. But, but what I believe Jesus wants to do is as we surrender, make following him easy. You're like, really, in this world? Yes, in this world. The greatest testimony, the greatest way to live your life, the greatest sermon you could ever, ever give is living in peace in a world that, that's robbed of it. I'll preach louder than any message I've ever talked on this stage. You living your life and looking for God opportunities. So, so I felt like we were supposed to just let this wash over us and maybe just join, but this I surrender all. And this is where we'll end. We'll just let this be our dedication as a tribe.
person next to you. Let's just bless them. Father, we bless. We bless the person to the left and the right. Our family members, Father, we just release blessing in heaven over them. And God, I ask that you would make loving you and following you easy again, God. That anything that we're yoked to, connected to, that is not from you, Lord, we ask that you just rip it away from us. And Father, I pray a deep, deep unity over this body, God. That what Pastor Tyler was talking about, preferring one another and dying to the things of the world and allowing your presence to keep us unified and knit together. God, we're asking for that kind of a love in our body. God, I ask that you would preserve and bless, God, those that even aren't here. We cover them right now in Jesus' name. And we bless them, those that are struggling, God, those that feel far, those that feel alone. We cover them, and we ask that your peace would touch them right now. I thank you that there is no place that we can go that your love can't find us, God. So we ask that your peace that surpasses understanding would flood hearts. Help us to walk in that, Father. Every single person in this room, help them to be an ambassador of Christ. If we're going to represent anything, let it be your kingdom. Your kingdom. And God, I thank you for the people you've brought here. God, I thank you that you have not called us to build a big church. You've called us to build big people. So, Father, help us to be disciples. Disciples, that they would see disciples no matter where we are, we've been walking with you for a week or 50 years. Let them see disciples, not just people that go to church, not just Christians, but people who, have, who they have heard the Messiah say, follow me. And they've dropped the things of the world and they fully pursued you. God, I thank you so much for every single person in this room. And we love them and we bless them. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 You good? <laughs> thank you, God. Thank you, Pastor Tyler. That was so good. Let's give God a hand. That's what we need to thank right now. Hey, listen, one quick announcement. Tonight at 6 p.m. here at the church. Tonight at 6 p.m. Say 6 p.m. At 6 p.m. we're having foundations. If you're new to the church or you've never been, I invite you to come. The pastors will be here. Listen, we're feeding you brisket, prime rib brisket. That's enough to come. So I encourage you to come out, come fellowship with us, hear about the church. We love you guys. 6 p.m. here tonight. Be blessed.